Recorded live. Welcome back to Scuba Obsessed. This is episode 25. More scuba diving in warm water is dangerous. Uh, this week in the news, we have the Apex Inflator Recall, Worthington Cylinders Adds Jobs, Golf Oil Update, Leandria Doria Discovery, and Deep Sea Diving Dutch Hound. We also have some cool gear, a video of the week, of course, our bad scuba joke of the week. So with all that in line, let's get this podcast started. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing really well. Uh, got to dive in this week. We've got a holiday weekend coming up. I'm doing great. You're doing well, I hope. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's good, 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 busy week at work, and I have to work one more day, but everybody else will be gone, so that will almost make it a good week just in itself. <laughs> right. Uh, also, do you realize what today is? Today is Thursday. Thursday. It's also episode today. 25, but we have been doing this for six months now. That's right. So That's right. We're, we're at the midpoint of the year. That gives me some th- time to pause and think about what we'll have to do at the the annual episode. Uh, I got a few ideas, but uh, we'll keep keep this thing going and come up with some more entertaining content. That would be good. And of course, keep talking about scuba. So yes. let's get started into the news. Get that out of the way. I always say get that out of the way, like the the news is a bad thing, but you know, talking about the diving is really where it's at. So, the first article is in the news. We have Aqualung America recalls the Apex WTX power inflator due to drowning hazard. Uh, We'll have a link in the show notes as we do with all the news articles. And they're saying uh, that there is a recall, voluntary recall, which they always say it's voluntary. I don't know how voluntary it is. I think, uh, you know, if you didn't do the recall. Have you seen an involuntary recall? Um. Uh, no, usually people get smart and do a voluntary recall yeah. before, yeah, <laughs> before like, it becomes yeah, involuntary. I think you want to do the recall. Yeah. I would highly suggest it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what the hazard is, is the oral inflator button is not properly bonded to the oral stem and can oral. Is that right? Oral oh, stem. Oh. Yeah. I, you know, it's a family show here. It is. We'll have to, we might have to edit that part out. The oral Holy stem yeah. and can fall off during use posing a leak of the buoyancy compensator contents this poses a drowning hazard uh, incidents aqualung america's received one report of a consumer oral inflate button falling off during use no injuries have been reported uh, they have 1380 units in the u.s 530 in canada that are covered under the recall I won't read all the products, but I did take a look at the picture of the inflator, and I've seen inflators that look exactly like this. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like there's just a, you know, I, if you're down below and you need to get up quick and you're trying to put a little bit of air in your inflator, that could be a little bit of surprise that the button falls out. Yeah, it would, uh, it would add... Uh... It would add a layer to uh, any complications if you're trying to correct for something else, wouldn't it? It certainly would. So if you happen to have one of these Apex uh, uh, units with the inflator on, uh, go ahead and check out the website and make sure that it's not on the recall list. Of course, they're advising you not to dive with it. And I imagine they've got to have some sort of repair kit that they'll put in. 
Yeah, I'm sure. They're, they're saying that for people who bought just the inflators, it's uh, valued at about $53 and $70 for the components. For those who bought the air cells with the inflator, it is anywhere from $280 to $520. Now, I'm thinking that's quite a range, and I would, you know, if I had, a, if they said pay $520 or $280, I think I'd lean towards the $280. I don't think it's optional though. Oh, ah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, so it I wasn't think, like a choice. <laughs> no, I, I I think you chose your model rather than chose your ah, price. But oh, okay. I, well, I, I want I want the Cadillac for the Pinto price. Right, right. And then speaking we, of involuntary recalls, I think that was one. <laughs> Pinto. <laughs> Pinto. Yeah, that one I think was uh, had nothing to do with the fact that if you ran into it 100 miles an hour, there's an explosion, but. Right, right. We have Worthington Cylinders back in the news this week. Uh, on a positive note, the pressure tank suppliers adding new, adding, adding that's Yikes. yeah, adding 80 new jobs in Mississippi over the next five years. They'll have 30 jobs yet this year. Uh, currently, the new Albany facility employs 165 workers, and uh, now the. This is good. I, you know, I was kind of worried it would go the other way. Doesn't it seem like it would? You know, they just acquired another uh, yeah, business. It, so, it sounded like a, a one competitor uh, gobbling up another one to just remove the competition. But uh, it looks like they're actually looking to expand their production capabilities, which is great. New jobs right now, wonderful. It is. Now, the one thing to watch out for is that since they just uh, purchased – uh, Highmark cylinders is this thirty jobs coming at the expense of Highmark? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll have, we'll have to watch out. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if that picks it up in the news and if it ends up being that way. But you know, it's it's good to see this. I think general in the economy, it's a it's good to see this. Uh, the next is we have an update on the the Gulf oil spill. Uh, I haven't really been following the spill that closely this week with, with work, but I, this article did interest me. They said that the oily panhandle, meaning the Gulf, fuels a boom on the East Coast scuba charters. Mm-hmm. So what it's what this article is saying that's going on is that people still want to dive. So if the place you are planning on diving is full of oil and not some place you want to risk right now, you're still going to get out there and dive, which is what we're encouraging. Get out there and dive. So, right, exactly. uh, so other other shops are, you know, the bad thing to say is that somebody's misery is somebody else's benefit. That uh, they've got an increase in bookings. Uh, last year, this time, uh, they said that trips from Thursday to the weekend. Uh, were about the the best he could do. And he says lately he's been booked six days a week. So this is from the Loggerhead Dive Charters in uh, Boynton Beach. So, yeah, that, that's great. Uh, get out there and dive. And I'm sorry for the people who are losing their their customers. Uh, but they'll be back. You know, if, that, if you get that oil cleaned up, get that golf back open, and those divers will return. Right. And another another thing to take away from this, divers are going to dive. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna find a way to do it and get it done. Certainly will. You 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 have to get out there and dive. Uh, the next article is this one's the Andrea Doria 
which is kind of like the Mount Everest of diving. It's kind of where the elite measure their metal and say that they've gone diving on the Andrea Doria. And you, know, you would think that a wreck that's that popular and that many people are diving on, you know, at one point in time, I mean, to me, 260 feet is still deep, but uh, it's not as uncommon as it was. Uh, you know, with tech diving coming around the way it is, it's it's getting to be pretty common. Right. So what happened is they had found the bell from the rear part of the vessel, but the bridge bell... Uh, they hadn't been able to find. They had looked at it for years uh, since they started diving on the Andrea Doria. And just this this uh, last week, it was found. It, it was found by Carl Bayer and Ernest Rockney, two New, New Jersey scuba divers, found the artifact while exploring the ocean liner. Uh, the bridge bell measures about 16 inches or 41 centimeters weighing 73.5 pounds or 33.34 kilograms. It was partially covered with sand and mud on the ocean floor at 241 feet when they spotted it. Uh, Bill Nagel had uh, been in a group in the late 80s that had tried to find the uh, forward bell, but weren't able to find it. So I head, o- head over there to the article and you can see some pictures. So, a lot of that stuff is is interesting and and uh, sounds familiar to me. I wrote read a couple of books, uh, one of which was the Shadow Divers, and they talk about a bit about the the Doria and uh, some of the other wrecks on the East Coast. It's it's really fascinating, and, and you're right, it's been expanding rapidly um, since the '80s. You know, with the advent of of uh, mixed gases and technology and, and divers who are willing to do different things um, to get down to those depths. And it's, uh, again, like you said once before, it was it was fairly rare. Now it's rather common to get down to those depths for some of the guys. Yeah, so it's, you know, we, we have a few friends of ours who we dive with who regularly make those depths, so... Not going to say it's easy, but it's uh, definitely become more common. But interesting, yeah. The, and that, and the, the, the being a wreck that has been dove so many times in the in the find an artifact like that, that has to be amazing. And our last article of this week uh, is a deep sea diving Dutch hound with a taste for adventure. And you know, we as I search for these articles, you kind of get used to some of them that are just kind of gimmicky. You know, how many times have we seen the diving cat one? And those are people mm-hmm. in a couple feet deep in a pool. And so I said, ah, I gotta take a look at it. You know, if it's something real, we gotta cover it. And there's this Russian diving team, and they've got a new recruit. And when you take a look at the pictures, this is. This isn't just, you know, somebody put a fish tank and stuffed the dog in it and said he's diving. He's actually got custom-made gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a dry suit that he's in. I mean, I'm guessing it's a dry suit. It has all the valves like a dry suit. Yep. And they've got a collar and a hood for him. Looks like some sort of Lexan or plexiglass container with a valve on it. It's a, semi, a special plexiglass. Uh, 
the dog's uh, owner sponsor, oh goodness, another name, Gorbanov, claims that whenever he went diving without Boniface, the dog, the dog would become upset. So he solved the problem by taking him too. A South Korean company agreed to make the purpose-built suit, and now the intrepid divers are set to spend hours under the waves near Vladiskov, <laughs> Russia. Yeah, that place. That's exactly right. Vlad- Isn't that something? Vostok, Russia. Okay. Yeah, it, it is. And and you look at it, and this is not, I mean, they're serious about this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah. they've, done, they've done some pool dives, and it looks like this is another pool dive, but they're just getting ready to do the open water. Um, he says he thinks experiment has been a great success. He felt that the dog was comfortable underwater, but he's not sure if it's just because they feed him sausages before and after the dive. And it actually sounds like my routine, people feeding me sausages before and after dives. That's what gets me gets me in the water sometimes. Well, I, I wasn't going to go that far, but there is a ritual about eating afterwards. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. So Yeah, that, that'll calm me right down. Yep. So they're they're planning on doing a dive to 45 meters with him, uh, which is about 125 feet. So, yeah, that's that's a deep diving dog if he makes it. So, uh, good luck. Hope hope he hangs in there. Yeah. So let's uh, go ahead and get into the dives of the week. I didn't get a chance to dive this weekend. Did you make it out at all over the weekend? Over the weekend? Um, I can't even think. What did I do over the weekend? <laughs> that was the Saturday no, and Sunday. No, I couldn't. Yeah. yeah, the Saturday and Sunday that, that I got off a couple days. Uh, no, no diving over the weekend. No That's diving over the weekend. I wanted to Saturday. We had all sorts of family stuff again. I had graduations and other things and... Yep. Uh, I almost brought the gear down to the the lake house there, but you know this was it is just so terrible this time of year in the in the river that it doesn't even make sense. And then right. I remembered how many steps were coming up the hill, and I said, "Nah, there's not a chance." So yeah, I didn't. And then Sunday we had we had storms coming. It was one of those weird days where you you know it'd be sunny and then you'd have a a storm. I mean, we had the line of storms just rip through here where. You know, when they have the the radar chart and you have yellow and red and then dark red and then flashing dark red, I, I don't think that's the best for diving in. No, it's not. And uh, we were looking and watching the weather come in and, and we actually went out on the pier uh, out in the lake and, and watched and it was it was pretty nasty out there. Uh, as far as getting out on the big lake, it would have been very tough. How rough was it out there? Very, very, <laughs> very. Yeah, some of the some of the larger boats were getting tossed around pretty good. Uh, yeah. The the um, kiteboarders and the guys on the jet skis were having a blast. Uh-huh. Uh, but but as far as anybody going out with a boat, uh, they were coming in rather than heading out. Yeah, I, I've done Tuscornia Beach, uh, just wading in or body surfing, as we would call it, uh, in in weather like that. And that that can actually be fun, especially in the water is this warm. And then we've mm, got the yes. Vene- we got the Venetian Festival coming up, and you you get the wind blowing from the other side of the lake. It's like all the best, choicest molecules of water 
come to our side <laughs> and we get the body surf in it. So, um, <coughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it'd been nice once it calmed down to get out in the lake because I always wonder what's it look like. Yeah, I, I like to think if it's calm on the surface, it's clear. If it's rough, it's cloudy. And that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to have any effect in our viz. There's other, there's other factors that I have yet to comprehend that seem to affect the viz in Lake Michigan. Yeah. Something yep. about, I, I keep hearing about the water turning over, so it must have to do with something. Imagine there's some dynamic with uh, water forcing down through the thermocline, if that's possible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but, you know, there is a lot of current um, down at the bottom, which I never really would have realized either yeah. for a, a lake. Um, that's true. So yeah, if the and we'll have to figure out what what causes that or affects that because it'd be it'd be nice to be able to predict when you're going to have a clear dive and when you weren't. Um, yeah, it would be. So the, neither of us got in over the weekend. Sorry to interrupt you. No, uh, that's okay. I did do a little bit of uh, uh, skin diving on Saturday, so I take that back. But that doesn't count as diving. That was just that certainly does. jumping in the water, uh, you know. But uh, it was kind of fun, just kind of splashing around. Yeah. Um, and it was nice and clear. Yeah. So I didn't dive. I don't know if Bob or Kurt did or uh, Mac. Uh, um, no, I think everybody was dry. Well, uh, there was going to be a run for the Ann Arbor Five. I know that, but that was called because of weather. Um, and I think uh, a couple other spots up north in South Haven were hit. Uh, Verano and, and a couple yeah. of the other closer wrecks. I, so, some other divers that I follow uh, were up in Saugatuck, and they did some nasty-looking pictures, but it looked like they were on the edge of it, and they got out. Uh, I'll have to look to see what they were diving on, but they said that they made it out and had some had some good dives. Uh, so, that, yep. so, you know, it was kind of a dry uh, or non-underwater-with-tank weekend. Mm-hmm. But we made up for it because the next best thing to diving on the weekend is diving on the week. Yeah, absolutely, it was. That was uh, it, I, it gave me something to look forward to through Monday and Tuesday. That's for sure. It does. Uh, we we got to make that a tradition. And also, I'm thinking that's how. Let's see, I can do two tanks on Saturday, two tanks on Sunday, and then two tanks in a night during a week. Uh, you know, because I got to you know, catch up to some of these guys. They're they're diving. I mean, when they have lifetime dives of like 3,500. Yes. You're like, yep. it, it's like, it's like if you're on a bicycle and somebody's in a Ferrari, I don't care how hard, how long you pedal, you're not passing that Ferrari unless That's they true. take the wheels off the engine out and park it for four years. <laughs> and, and that almost of, sounds like sabotage. Hmm. Nah, Is we that what you would be suggesting? No, no, we, we wouldn't cut anybody's hose. But... Uh, but now that that's uh, you know I just got to figure out some way to catch up. So Tuesday night dives was great. So we we went and revisited the South Bend and Diamond Lake. Not a really yep. deep dive. I, I think when nope. we had like forty six feet. Forty. I think I registered forty feet max. Forty feet max. But yep. that water was dangerously warm. I mean, oh boy. You know I I was afraid my skin was going to peel right off me. Uh, well, seven, it, it almost did. Yep. Yeah. So I had, was it 77 degrees? 
me. At the surface? I believe that. 77 degrees at the surface. That is officially the warmest water I have dove in. Is 77. Now I'm, I'm getting kind of nervous of what happens in, you know, am I going to build up a tolerance to this warm water and not be able to handle cold? <laughs> uh, probably. You're not going to be doing any ice diving this year. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, but at depth, down at the bottom, we had 58 degrees. Now it was you, myself, Josh, and Kirk. And Kirk, yep, four of us, uh, four of us went in. Yeah, a little music there for us, uh, background. Yeah, uh, that's uh, another ringtone of another phone. Isn't that great? Yeah, it is, isn't it? So, uh, see, I I had a a nice dive. Uh, I I was the first one in the water, but yeah, I, it's rare I'm first one. I don't know what prompted me. I was determined I was going to be ready and in there, so I got my gear on. I, I think that entry into the is is much easier. What you do, you did is you stacked the uh, the tanks on the the what called the sun deck of the boat. Yep, yep. I think it kind of uncluttered it, and uh, it, I, we're going to just kind of fine tune that a little bit. I think that'll work. Well, I, and actually, I'm thinking I don't. I think we could have added two more divers, honestly. With everything set up, yeah, and, and uh, the tanks uh, stacked up on the deck in the back. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, think so. I think we easily could have and i think we even could add some spare tanks you know it would get to be a little challenge you know you, ju- you just have to kind of have a little routine i think you could have two people at a time getting ready yeah on the back and get in and so it, yeah I, that that impressed me how well that worked out so yep. i got in the water first floated around uh waited kurt <laughs> as as the, the <laughs> camera you know it it seemed like any dive we do with a camera always ends up having something go with it. Some some sort of a glitch. Yep. Some sort of glitch because you, you, you got to, you know, get it to turn on and I don't I'm not quite sure what problems he was having. He was having a a hard time with the uh, you know, on button or whatever. So <clears throat> he went back yep. got back in the boat and was Excuse me here. <laughs> Jeez, furball. Yeah, and, and also I think he had a, a problem with a wrist seal that was leaking. Um, that uh, it was giving him some fits, and it took him a trip back up in the boat to correct that. Um, and uh, let's see here. Yeah. And then from there. Yeah, because um, he, he, he went back to the boat. There's three of us went down the line. Now, is this the first boat dive that Josh has done where he's gotten to the bottom? Yeah, I think so. So yep. it would be interesting to, I mean, he did He did great. He, he went on down. Yeah. I, went, I went down first, and then you two followed me. And, uh, yeah, and I have to admit, as many times I've been down, and this is like one of the safest vanilla sites that you can have uh, for a boat dive. But there's just something about sometimes when you come down, and the viz was fairly low, five, six feet. There's something about coming down that line, and it starts getting, you know, and the bottom's a little bit darker and a little bit darker. And, yeah. You know, and then, and then but, a shape or shadow ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. But then once I can see the bottom, then you just feel that much better. It's like, ah, okay. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just yep. kind of imagine I'm going to come up like maybe on a bed of spears. 
<laughs> Which is logical. Well, I, I could we see should be, where you would feel that. We, we should be prepared for that because you don't want to have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, well, you know, we dropped in there, and the bottom is so soft. Um, oh, that, the that, anchor had dragged, oh. it seems like it dragged. 50 yards and I'll bet you I'll bet you it's pretty close yeah because uh well kind of the back up a little bit uh Kurt had his little handheld GPS and he told us when to throw the anchor so yep. I had the chain and line all in my hand we said throw it I just let it all go till it hit the bottom and it went down pretty quick and it seems like normally I make the mistake of letting too much line out you know we I didn't do the hurricane line out but I had I thought was a reasonable amount of line out but when we got down there and I saw that trail, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. How far off did we drag? And so then you put the spool, you had your finger spool with you, and you put that on the anchor line. And then when you went to that and we got to the end of that, and we still weren't to the end of the trench, the anchor <laughs> cut, I thought, <laughs> we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Then, well, it, yeah. Then we went probably, what, another 20 yards? And then you could see where the anchor had bit at a different direction and then straightened. So at that point, I felt good because I knew we were there, and we were yep. within five feet of the wreck. Yeah, it wasn't bad. The visibility was uh, um, not the best. I mean, what, what would you call it? We were talking uh, probably six, seven feet at the most. Yeah. Of yeah. good, vi- good vis, you could see a. Um, yeah, I a would shape say. I would out, say but... six, five, six, seven feet, depending. Okay. You know, if I had a chance to put my fin in the muck, then it was a couple inches. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the muck did settle down, you know, even though when you, you stirred it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Kurt, Kurt made a comment that I, I was swimming kind of high, but you know, when you, whenever you dive with those old pros, and I guess I mean old as in old people, old pros. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> those old pros, I, I like to be up a little bit because I don't want to yeah. you know, cloud their vision. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and it, it was... Uh, um, it was interesting because um, we swam around and, in, in, you know, like you had said uh, that on your second trip in that you saw uh, saw the communication booth. When we had swam by it as a group the first time. Um, so it's it's weird how you'll see things. Um, you know, one person will see something that the other person doesn't or you'll recall something that yeah. that another person now, was uh, has it, no was, recollection of. Swam by it the first time. Was it on my side or was it on your side? Well, uh, let's see here. At that point, I was directly behind you. Josh was off to my right. Um, so it, okay. you passed it on your left-hand side <laughs> fairly close. Because i got to say, with six-feet visibility, if, <laughs> if, it was, if you were between me and it, then I would have had no chance to see it. Excuse me. I'm not saying you're six yeah. feet wide, but I mean that there's six, hey, feet, whoa, there's six no. feet distance. But yeah, I, 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 I notice every time I, I dive, there's certain things that you've got such focus on that can describe the, you know, the scratches or the number of bolt holes. And then right. there's other stuff you just go, the what? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see the shark. Now, it was an yeah. official dive because I did find a golf ball, which I dropped yes. <laughs> on the surface, I guess, so that's we can find it again. You seeded it for next time. Yeah. not, not Well, I wonder if you know, that will be interesting to see would that golf ball find its way back to the wreck. Well, they seem to because that's where we find them. Yeah, they, it's like they, they it's like a, a home. You know, like, like it's it's like a golf ball monolith. Right. It, it's calling it's their up. journey. It was that, and then there was a reducer for PVC pipe. 
I'd say about schedule 80 going from three inches to the two inches. And I have no idea, or, or maybe it was an inch and a half. So yeah, kinda... but you know, I looked at that because you pitched it up in the boat. And in fact, I, I took it out tonight and I'm looking at it and it doesn't look like it was used. There was no other piping in uh, the uh, area. Uh, you know what that's for? No, that's a bathroom funnel for a boat. Ah, yeah, you know, the guy's peeing over the side and he doesn't want, yeah, okay. I, sure. That, I, I bet you that's it. Yeah. It, it makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was good. I had my mask on. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> how, mu- how much air did you guys, st- well, so, so we went and we, uh, the, we dove the wreck. Uh, you can go back and pull up one of our old shows where we dive the South Bend. We'll give you a description of the wreck, but there's a, uh, a boiler and a sec, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much a rebel wreck. There's a little yep. bit of intact, you know, there's still boards. It was an old steamship that used to yep. be on diamond Lake, which isn't a huge lake. Uh, it's, it's about 2000 acres. Yep. Yeah. It's got a little chain ferry that goes to the Island in the middle and back out. And this was a ferry from before that time that uh, caught fire and, and blew up, but you get to see it. And there's a boiler that's been ripped open. Uh, the wreck's been reassembled. It was discovered in the seventies in different part, you know, kind of spread out over a larger site and they brought it together and it's been a popular dive site for dive clubs and, uh, new divers. Yep. So, it's, so it's a good one. We, we use it. We usually dive this a couple times in the, in the spring. So, uh, but we, yeah, it, it was, it was interesting. I saw our, the fishing pole that was down there again from before. Oh, did you? Yep. yep. Yeah. That was down there. And my, my, my thing is why whenever somebody lifts, part of a wreck or an object why do they leave the nasty old rope on it i don't know i don't know i was thinking about that if if you know try and clean it up but then are you are you messing with uh, you know uh, the uh yeah the, you know somebody else had probably attached the rope that was their favorite rope that they used to, to lift the boiler and move it around uh right. but gosh i just look at that and it's kind of like sloppy so so when 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 we do it we won't we won't leave our our nasty sure. rope down there absolutely so uh, josh enjoyed the dive then yeah he had a good time and, and uh what we did um we finished up well it, at first we let's see we finished up we found the track which is how we had to get our way back to the spool which was the way we got our back way back to the anchor line um and, and uh, spooled it back up and, and went back up. And he and I went up and we actually jumped off the boat and swam around and, you know, just kind of played around up on the surface for a little bit, trying to see how deep down we could swim with our wetsuits on and things like that. Um, just kind of unwound. And it was it was great to be able to, in the middle of the week, float on my back and look up at the clear blue sky <laughs> bobbing on the waves, you know. Um, it, it was a beautiful night. Yeah. Uh, we, we got up, you know, I, I found that three people on a line doing a safety stop is a challenge. It is. Yeah. You know, Cause it's like, I, I almost needed to get off the line, but with Viz the way it is, it wouldn't be hard to, to lose where that line was. So I was probably a little deep on my safety stop, but it still counted down for me. We get up and mm-hmm. Kurt's saying, how much air you got? And I had 1200 pounds. He said, you want to go down? So I did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, we took the, the the spool down, uh, unspooled it, and then I was beaten. I I had a pretty good uh, 
speed going there. A little, because I wanted to, I wanted to get to the wreck. I, I, I was determined if I get to the wreck at a thousand pounds, then I had enough air. But right. you know, if I didn't get there till seven, eight hundred, then I might as well just turn around and come right on back. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I got down there, but uh, the spool ran out, and then I'm following the course, and it was a little farther <laughs> than it was the first time down. So the 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 anchor had dragged another probably twenty feet. Yep. So, which but, uh, it wasn't helping that we were jumping off of it and, and uh, you know doing all sorts of stuff up on the oh, boat. Yeah, yeah. So. you probably had the, the engine at idle and you're backing away. <laughs> After you guys went down, we were backing away as fast as we could. <laughs> you, you, you tie the anchor off to a buoy and then you head back and shore. Right. Yep. <laughs> went and got some barbecue. Yeah. Ooh. So. Yeah, but it was it was a nice dive. Uh, you know, Kurt and I dove around a little bit. Uh, found the the booth that you had seen before, but I I hadn't. Uh, seems to have a little leak in it, so maybe that's yeah. a project to go back and seal up the communications booth. Communications right. booth is essentially a, I would say about a hundred and twenty gallon fish tank, upside down in a metal frame. Yep. Uh, I'm betting that somebody did it for dive classes. Yep, and it, what it is. Uh... It was. Uh, um, it's been reinforced on the bottom, which is now the top, with a uh, steel mesh, so that um, hopefully it'll survive an anchor hit right on top of it. Um, and it, in fact, the last time I was there, we we did drop an anchor right across it, so uh, we were a little closer that time. We weren't that far off this time, though. Yeah. So I I ended up with an excellent dive time. I had 59 minutes. Which uh, is, I thought was excellent. My starting air pressure was 2,900, and my ending air pressure was uh, 250. A little lower than I like to go, but uh, we did a full safety stop up above. Uh, Kurt offered me his uh, backup because yeah. he, he, he saw my pressure down below and thought I would need it. But that was I thought I was doing pretty good on my air consumption. Uh, it, keep, it keeps getting better each time. Yeah, you you've greatly improved. Yeah, there was a there's a a time where that dive would have been about 20 minutes. <laughs> so right with a, with a little practice and concentration. Now I just need to get in a little bit better shape. So I just calculated my surface air consumption, and I had a no oh, darn it I'm back out. I, it, the the software uh, put me back to a uh, an 80. Uh, I mean a 40 aluminum, and I I go with an 80. <laughs> Well, that'd be a good way to fudge the numbers, cook the books a little bit. It would be, but I had uh, uh, one of the best I've recorded, a point five eight nine, which uh, for yeah. me is for me is great. So, hey, and we got Mac in the chat room, and we also have uh, Andy Nut Toy. Yep. Yep. In uh, in so, fact, Andy was just uh, saying that he's from down uh, Texas way, and uh, he's clear of all the uh, clear of all the storms hopefully the worst of them that have been going through that area yep but well, yeah you want to stay away from those storms uh, he's also asking about nitrox use I think probably yep. you and I are some of the only ones in the dive club who aren't using nitrox or at least uh, a, a majority of the time I know Kurt 
normally has at least a little bit of uh, you know extra oxygen in his gases. Uh, Mac, I believe, does some uh, nitrox too. the The dive club is nicknamed a geezer gas. That's not. I did not make that name up, so you can't blame me. That's uh, <laughs> well. I just because you're not responsible doesn't mean you can't be blamed. That's got well, nothing I, to do yeah, with I, anything. I, I'm married. I should have realized that by now. Right. Uh, so I think Sir Larry is the is the one who who likes to call it geezer gas. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it's one it's one of my goals this year is to get my nitrox certification. So I've got to. And get, you know, it's so easy to do. There's really no reason why not to. Uh, um, there is one reason. Because uh, I oh well, yeah. There's I gotta, that. I gotta pay for the course. Then now that I'm cert nitrox certified, I gotta have a nitrox mix. Uh, you know, do I? Yeah, maybe a, another tank just for my nitrox. So, but uh, it's 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 definitely uh, something that I I want to get done. Let's see what we have next on the agenda. We had some uh, good uh, discussions this week going on in the in Facebook. So we head over to Facebook and search for Scoob Obsessed. Over there on our fan page, we had quite a bit of activity, but I'd like to start off by reading something, if I can get to it quick enough, uh, a, dis, uh, a discussion that we had just today, today our time. Maybe they were in another time zone, but uh, I'm going to call today our time. Come on, you can do it here. So, so the the comment was on episode fourteen, and I didn't write this. Somebody may accuse me of of actually writing this. This was uh, uh, something written by one of our new listeners. So uh, I li- I'd like to read that briefly. We have uh, the handle he's going by is Captain Feggles. And he says, okay, I, I just found the Scoob Obsessed podcast a few weeks ago. I've been listening to the backlog of episodes episodes i live in jacksonville florida and people also have been asking me why i listen to you guys so so i i saw that and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> you know it, it's pretty bad people are uh, giving you grief for listening to us uh, a simple answer is well i am scuba obsessed also and i am in a car eight hours a day eight wow. hours a day i i've had some commutes i mean i've had a a drive like like this this week I had a Chicago trip. I had to head into Chicago. Uh, I have to go visit my parent company sometimes, and that's in Milwaukee. So I, I, I've had some days that long, but to have eight hours a day, I'll, you know, it sounds like that's his job. He's, it requires him to be in the car. That that's a lot. Yeah. So he says. Then I got uh, this episode, and I thought how funny it is. Two guys in Michigan talking about a sport I love, and it seemed like every segment was for me. Here's what I mean. I love the interview with. Uh, Rick Sinowick, and he gave me another spot on the list, I Want to Dive. Then the news talked about the local store here in Jacksonville, which, by the way, almost four months later, I have that article print next to my bed to remember to always help others and the opportunity to enjoy something I love. Then Jim talks about the springs down here, and, well, that was one of the first dives in Devil Den that I did for my certification for open water. So next time ah. somebody asks, I will just say because I, they talk to me. I can't wait till I get caught up and can sometimes listen so I can pop on the boards, ask questions till then keep up the great job. So captain, thank you so much for the comment. We certainly appreciate that. And, uh, it, it keeps us going. No doubt. No doubt. So great. So uh, there's another diver who's, uh, been there in, de- uh, the devil's hole 
Did I say it right? Is that what it is? Devil's Hole? Devil's Den. Devil's right. Den in, uh, yeah. Now, now he's not going to listen anymore because I called it Devil's Hole. Yeah. That, that's, that's our other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's the late night. And uh, we... <laughs> That, that's the one that has that, that, that funky music. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to have some of that music we'll just insert into the show. So, oy, oy, oy. Uh, so, yeah, we had that. We had that going on. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again. So go out there, leave comments. You can leave comments on there. You can go into the forums, leave comments there. iTunes, we love those five-star reviews. So get over there, uh, do a five-star review, and then also... Again on Facebook. So I'm going to pop in the Facebook right now and see what we got going over there. We had a discussion, and I think we're going to make this kind of a regular feature of you know trying to come up with a topic that in, in, encourages some discussion. And it just got me to thinking, because we've talked about this a lot with the Dive Club, which is if someone called you right now for an awesome dive, what is the quickest you could be ready? You know, and, and the dive, what do we, Mac can, was it the 10-minute diver he was talking about? No, he uh, he's he's termed it as, uh, coined it as uh, Minutemen. Minutemen, and, okay, uh, that's it, Minutemen. So yeah. I don't know if I'm quite to a minute, but so we'll, we'll go through and uh, read some of the comments. We have uh, S. Roberts, uh, two minutes, my tanks are full, my equipment is in the dive tub, and all I need to do is take the suit, boots, gloves, hats off the rack and throw them in the top, let's go. Wow. Yeah, and then we have R. Herbertson. About two hours, tanks are empty. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we caught you. you got to keep those tanks filled. But we know how that goes. So uh, two hours isn't bad. At least uh, it means that you you can get out and go diving. We have right. uh, David Meyer, our buddy there in the Grand Canyon. He says, I have to hike seven and a half miles to get to my Jeep first. Yeah, the next time you've got a complaint to go out to get the, to the car or do something, you think about him living in the Grand Canyon. You know, for um, me, there'd be I'd be <laughs> up and down that hill thirty times in a day because it'd be oh, I forgot. You know, I'd be I'd be back. You know, it's like if I count how many times in the morning I go from my car back in the house because I forgot something. It's wow. a good thing your neighbors can't see you real close because I wonder about that with mine. If my neighbors think I'm crazy because I'll <laughs> go out back out of the garage, stop the car, go back in the house for a minute, come back out. Oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, but you know, se- and, and seven and a half miles, it will have to have David on sometime if he's willing to come. seven. A- that is like, that's like a built in aerobic exercise, seven and a half miles. Great job. And then we have the more, uh, packed and ready. He says, uh, we have uh, Jay Duncan, uh, 30 minutes. Uh, we have, uh, our buddy Rick there, Senewick. Uh, he had eight minutes. Just need to load up the air tanks. The stuff from this weekend is still packed in the vehicle. And then our Fergaly, it would take me 20 minutes. That's only because I have to rent tanks around here. Oh, because we rent tanks around here. Only $8 for the tank ref- rental with air. Everything else gets packed in the back of the car as soon as it dries. Wow. You know, I, actually, I think our tank rentals around here are, what, about $6? Um, you know, I had to pick some up a couple of weeks ago when uh, we took a couple extras up. I think it was 6 bucks. Yeah, I think $6. $6. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and this is then this is air, I man. If you want nitrox or uh, you know right. high high pressure tanks, or if you're going steel, you know these are eighty aluminum. But uh, I, I'd have to say that I'm probably about ten minutes. I could be quicker, 
but I'm kind of like the uh, the first gentleman where I've got you know I, I usually have my you know w- once everything's dry I have all my wetsuit gear in a tub I have a big duffel bag which has my reg my fins uh, <clears throat> dive lights that sort of stuff and then I usually have like a duffel bag that I put together right before the dive which would have a uh, change of clothes a towel you know, I've got some Crocs that I I like to wear because you know they can get as wet as I want and I'm not worried about them. Right. So so how quick do you think you on you know if if right now today we said we've got to dive how quick could you be ready? It it would have to be uh, right now my tanks are empty um, so they that's wow. not going to happen. Um, but if say they were, uh, usually I keep all my stuff fairly close together. I'll bet you in in honest twenty minutes I could have the car loaded and and uh, ready to go. You said 20? if my tanks were full. You said 20? 20. 20. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, I'm thinking an honest 20. Yeah, it's 20. Yeah, it's, it's pretty reasonable. So, uh, great question. If you have any ideas uh, for stuff to post in the forum, uh, go ahead and let us know. I'll have to come up with another one for this week. I, I liked how much response. Thanks for everybody who responded to that questionnaire. Uh, we've got a some cool gear for this week. I'm going to post this into the chat room in case somebody wants to. Uh, oh, that's, a, that's the wrong one. If you're that, that's not the link you want. That's not the link you want. Uh, <laughs> that's the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's a dog one. Here, here's the one. So here's the uh, this this. No, darn it! Oh, maybe I should find somebody who knows how to work a computer. I was you gonna know say what? You're, you're, you know you're... what? I I did it again. I I did it's I goofed it up. <laughs> I got my show notes that I I cheat at. I I I look at as I'm doing it, and it was another underwater car. It was. It was. A, I saw that. Yep. Did I send it to you? Yeah. Well, can you paste it in there? Because I somehow I must have I've cut and pasted over it, so <laughs> I've got the the Datsun has taken over everything. He's like all over, the, all over. Well, that's the, what happens with dogs. Well, you know they're little they're, they're little tiny guys and they get everywhere. So uh, so just imagine in your mind. <laughs> Yeah, a car. Well, while we're while we're doing that, I I think I've got this one. Okay, I make sure I don't screw this. Yeah, one. right. Oh, there's the car. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's quite a lengthy article too. Okay, here I go. Okay, uh, okay. So, uh, and you, you, there's definitely one you're gonna have to go to the site, pick up the link, and look at. And we've we've covered cars. There's been, and I, I call this another car, but there's been cars. For, there must be something in industrial design now that everybody insists on trying to make an underwater car. But this one actually, it's the S-Cuba. Scuba? Is that what they're trying to do? Play on words? I, I believe so, yeah. Cuba. So, and it has that James Bond look to it. And it's a fairly old article, so it's been out for a while. Uh, and when you go through this uh, link, they're talking about all the things and where they're making it. But uh, it, it definitely is a, it's basically a car where they, they you can reduce the buoyancy to the point to where it sinks and uh, you know of course you're going to have to have your regulator on but they've got plenty of pictures so i just I'm trying yeah it's to not out. a it's not a brief a brief blurb there's a lot there yeah so it's it's, it's down there and when you look at it you can you know like some of them i've seen you can tell that the, it's not moving by the bubbles <laughs> it kind of gives it away <laughs> it probably should have done rebreathers but this one they got bubbles and you can actually see unless they're in a current uh, there's, they're actually, it's going somewhere. So it must have some sort of propulsion to get mm-hmm. to go. And then they show it driving on land, and it's, and it's a car. Some of them, it's like you couldn't see, you couldn't imagine them driving anywhere. But this one, I, right. 
I, I would drive it. It's quite an attractive car, yeah. actually. I, I wouldn't mind one. You know, if somebody wants to, and somewhere in here it says the price tag, which you know, I think it's a little bit more than four thousand dollars. Yeah, if, if nobody's looked at it, it looks it's it's loosely looks like a, a Lotus uh, based car, um, but it really is pretty neat. Yeah, it, it do, I agree. It does have that Lotus look to it. So somewhere I saw a price on it, but now it escapes me. Uh, yeah, but. I doubt I'm any closer to owning one than I was before. So it's, oh, it's supposed yeah. to be in production. So if you want one, go over. And if you get one, you have to invite me over for a ride. <laughs> yeah, I'll, Absolutely. I'll, I'll even spring for your air fill if you invite me into the car. That's pretty nice. That's a great uh, offer. Yeah, you know, really. I, I, I've got those deep pockets. Like Your that. generosity's got no bounds. I mean, exactly. That's wonderful. So, and then we got a video of the week. You can have the website. And look at the video. This is a National Geographic video, and it's about a little three or four minute video. And at one moment, this diver is diving into the bottom of these these uh, Mayan pools in Belize. So, very interesting. I'm sure there's going to be a National Geographic show on it, and I can't wait. Anything with scuba diving in it on on the Discovery history. National Geographic, I just love to watch. But you can see this spring percolating up, and she actually dives down into it. She says there's like actually a little cavern there at the bottom. So it's just got that enough positive airflow to displace that. It's almost like quicksand. Did you get a chance to look at it? No, I didn't. I need to. Uh, you, we, you don't have to do it now, but uh, just go out there. That, that video's out there. Uh, you know, they, you know, it's part of their effort to learn about it. What they were hoping to find down there was uh, Mayan offerings because the Mayans looked at these waters as portals to another world. So very interesting. Little did they know that generations later we'd look at it the same way. Yep. Only not quite the same. So also something I'd, I'd like to put a request out there is if you have any movies that have scuba diving in it, no matter how good, how bad, and I'm not talking home movies or any of those type of movies. I'm talking about, you know, you know, your, your grade B, grade A, Hollywood, uh, English. I mean, they can be subtitled. So if it's a foreign movie and it's subtitled it's scuba diving, I guess if there's somehow I can get a copy of it here in the U.S., uh, let us know because I'm, I'm on a quest to watch every scuba movie that there is out there. So we'll have a, a new uh, program that we'll be launching where you'll, you'll get some takes on it. So go ahead and send us those movie listings. Wow, we, we went through that. Oh, you know what we, we forgot to do? Uh-oh, what? what? What dives are going on this weekend? Oh, you know what? I, I don't have anything planned for the weekend. you? I don't either. I know on the 4th, I've got to go visit some friends in Chester, Indiana, so that's probably out. Mm-hmm. The 5th is Monday. You know, I I think I'll be kind of pitched under a bus or something. But you know, Monday I could do late, but I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a, this is gonna be a tough one again to get it in. <laughs> uh, Saturday, you know, Saturday I I I might if somebody else is going. Uh, uh, Mac is saying uh, barge in Ann Arbor five for Saturday. Uh, so they say barge is at the uh, barge off South Haven or is this Ann Arbor five calling that a barge? I wonder. 
Uh, how about what? What are you up for, Jim? Anything or? I'm gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be doing family time mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, I've got to work on uh, Monday. Um, on Monday. So oh. I know. I know. So I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll probably be out on the boat on Saturday, and then uh, I don't know. I might. Maybe I'll slip in a slip in a dive uh, off the side of the boat, but it'll be nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll have to find out some way to get wet. So uh, he's saying it's a 128 foot barge. I might try and do that. Uh, that that kind of I'd like to do the you know, Ann Arbor Five. The thing with the Ann Arbor Five is that just that's like that's a temptation to go deeper. <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, the the way that it slopes down, the uh, she's um, like at 90 or or 100 feet. Um, is the start. To where you start touching the deck or start, start touching the wreck and, uh, and then it drops down to what, like 160 or, or something like that. I think it's even a little bit deeper than that, but yeah, it's a, it? it's a, it's a fairly deep one, uh, right. a little, little deeper. So yeah, I'll have to, hmm, yeah, do some, do some stuff. You know, I, I did when we were up at SAS, I did see the, uh, the way to side mount my tank that I've been looking at doing as a, mm-hmm. as a backup. Uh, bailout so yeah, maybe I'll have to do that oh uh, Max saying 200 for the Ann Arbor at bottom yep. so yeah I knew that one was fairly deep that's a good uh, early tech dive I know that the that Bob and his buddies like to do when they they're going to go and get deep there right so yeah we'll have to figure that out so we'll have to get we'll get some in we'll, we'll have somebody will have dove before next week I, I assure you I I'm going to try and get something in Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm determined. So maybe Saturday. My wife's asking, so i got to tell her I've got something. So uh, we, we've got... We'll vouch for you. We'll, we'll vouch just, for you. Just you, me, and the rest of the internet here. Yeah. Um, you're good. Yeah, the uh, the the in-laws are doing another get-together, and I've like been out there like the four weekends in a row. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think I, I think I'm due to go ahead in this one. This isn't being recorded, is it? I hope not. Uh, well, you're actually handling that. Better f- fill your tanks tomorrow, Andy says. I, I, I actually I've got one full, one empty, so I'm gonna I am gonna go and fill one of them up. Yeah. It's like I'm, I want to take. I'm also gonna drop in and fill mine tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I want to take uh, take the the one that's already full, you know, and say, can you just uh, like add a little bit, you know, just a tad. I wonder <laughs> if they do that. Yeah, I just don't want to pay for a full fill, you know, that cheap. I am. It's, <laughs> there we go back to that. Well, you know, if it's like twenty seven hundred and I want three thousand, I don't want to pay another two fifty. See, that's what it costs us for uh, refills. Uh, at, you know, it's it's anywhere from uh, two fifty to four, and if you know, you can some shops have you buy uh, twenty fills for was it ten fills for twenty dollars if you buy them all buy like yeah a you pass. buy a fill card yeah it's like a um. It's a coffee club card or something like that. Oh, so yeah. pay so that, for your air in advance and away yeah. you go. Yep. That that's a good way to do it. So to three and a bailout ready. Well there you go, Mac. Max Max all set. Yep. So yep. okay. I uh, let's see what else I got. We got that done. We got that done. Now on to you know, with being six months in here, uh you know, we, we've we've avoided doing any form of advertising on the website or on the podcast uh, right. just to get this thing going. So I think it's time that we 
go ahead and if you have a uh, a, a scuba related business and you're looking for a unique opportunity to advertise uh, contact us contact us we can put together a program for you uh, that will work to meet your business objectives so go ahead and give us a call head over to the website scubaobsessed.com uh, click on the contact links we'll have some additional information there and let us know so yep we've officially got the store open also if you're listening to the program and you have any questions or comments for the show you can record an audio preferably in an mp3 format and email it to me uh, again i got contact information on the website it's darren at scubaobsessed.com and we'll go ahead and play it in the show so if you have a question on scuba diving a comment uh, anything along those lines uh, go ahead and send it to us and and if we like it, we'll we'll go ahead and play it. The uh, you know I'm watching. I just happened to uh, look over, and I've got another computer watching this. Uh, the video that you had referred to earlier, mm-hmm. uh, going into that spring, and and that reminds me uh, very very much like uh, Mac when I see him grubbing. Oh yeah, I, well, that's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> Mac, you've got to go over and look at this. This video, because I, I've heard that that story of you and Singer Lake, where you're going down the muck until your regulator clogged, and that's really you all. There's a point where you can't even see her fins. You just know that she went down in the into the into the bottom. So, but right. that doesn't look mucky enough. You know, I don't know if she can call that as like because it almost looked kind of pelleted, you know, like cork. You know, yeah. Maybe, Maybe it's staged. It's like faux mud diving. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe this is like Hollywood something going on. We'll have to see. I, I'm it's sure. a soundstage. Yeah, soundstage. I'm sure it's not. So, ha- have anything else before we put this one to bed? Uh, no, I think uh, I think that wraps it up. I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, I had fun. I'm I'm looking forward to the holiday weekend, even though I'm not guaranteed to get wet uh, on scuba. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, I, we, we, you know, we will only look down on you a little bit for not diving. But. I know, I know. <sighs> you know, we'll question your obsessiveness. Uh, I um, realize it. Yeah. But I, I think I am going to take the gear out on the boat just in case. See, what we need to do for you is we need, like, like how the Millennium Falcon had that smuggler's hold. We need a smuggler's hold for you and scuba gear on the boat. Do you have any spots like, like under, under, under the seats, you know, where you could like have everything all fit and hidden? You know, because you know, w- w- once the wife lays out and she's starting to snooze a little bit, you know, you can hook up the gear and. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. That's the plan right there. Ah, I got it. That's it, honey. You could just, you know, you lay out. I'll be back in 40 minutes. It's all good, right? I have a solution to that, and we call it margaritas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Well, not, you know. not, not the woman named Margarita. That's a whole other conversation. That, that will get no. you in trouble. The the frozen margaritas you get a the end justifies the means, and I'm I'm all in. A couple pictures of that, and you'll have plenty of dive time. <laughs> not you. Now, if you drink it, I don't. Yeah. I'll get more it. dive time than I bargained for. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. The, the fish will be helping you with that dive time as they pull oh, out your bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think we've stretched that one to the limit. So. Yeah. It's it, it, so, yeah, I think it's time for the bad scuba joke of the week. 
It is. So, uh, here we go. Two divers, Tim and Greg, notice that their local dive shop has come up with a new promotion to increase business. The sign says, free sex with tank fills. So they each fill up their tank. When they ask the attendant about the free sex, he says, you know, it's kind of like a lottery. You guess a number between 1 and 10. If you get it right, you win. So they both guess a number, and he says, no, sorry, you lose. Uh, Tim says, I think we can never win at this thing. Greg is insistent that you can. Tim says, well, what makes you so sure? Greg responds, because my wife won twice last week. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't supposed to laugh at that, was I? <laughs> I'm feeling really sorry for Greg. That's, uh, yeah, well, that, that's a rough spot to be in. Yikes. Imagine that promotion, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to make up some signs like that and stick it on some, some shop doors as we leave. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the school yeah. prank of the week. Yeah. Well, that would quickly uh, yeah. count down the number of shops that were welcome in. That would. <laughs> I think we need that in a, in a T-shirt, uh, free sex with tank pills. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, well, you know, you never know. People might never talk to us. <sighs> that would be different than now. Not a whole lot. We would just have to have bought a new teacher. That's the only difference. Okay, so. well, uh, everybody go out there and get wet. All right. And dive safe. Wow. Wow. Yep. Clear. Clear.